What's going on, y'all? We changing it up on the New Norm podcast. And yeah, so we sitting. Sorry about that. This is Dr. Dia with the crew. Y'all know how we do, where community meets wellness. We got our super producer, uh, always Jan, as always, Jan, Janet Langford. We got the ultimate uh, warrior of prevention specialist, Christy Petway, kicked it with KP. We got our fashion aficionado, Dorikius Chambers in the building, these essentials. And then you know we always got the super cool, super lyrical, super creative, Ian Brooking in the building. I, I was uh I was giving Paul to uh to brother Ian for a minute because I thought he was gonna jump in there, but uh because y'all <laughs> change it up right now, but uh man. 2021, y'all. It didn't it didn't kicked off in in a real way. It it, it seems like so much has happened since the last new norm podcast. How y'all feeling? How's everybody? Good. So far. Oh yes, very grateful. Yes, yes. Gratitude, gratitude. So far, so good. Yeah, man. So you know, we uh we are just like you guys out here. You know, just. Uh, doing the best that we can to uh, handle different situations. I do want to uh, give a prayer to the people that were affected by the tornadoes last night, man. Oh. It's, it's crazy. Like, you know, Fortendale and uh, and Centerpoint. And then uh, I just heard that the tornado hit in Clay County. So, I mean, it, it, it took off, man. It just out Wait, of nowhere. It was tornadoes last night? Yes, man. Like somebody lost their life. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. yes. Uh, like it was. Terrible. It was like. I uh, think I slept all the way. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we were talking about how warm it was yesterday. Because we was like, it's really weird that it's hot outside. But you know, that's the formula for the tornadoes. And so, you know, there's still like 17 people missing. I think. But, uh, but yeah, like look online, man. It, it tore up Fortendale. Tore it up. That's wild. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, praying for those families affected. Um, you know, just you know, it's just a lot going on right now. So, um, I'll I'll turn it over to uh, as always, Jan, with our word on the street, and uh, you know, to see what we got going on right about now. Oh. <laughs> All righty. I'm sorry. I thought we was gonna go to our um. Go to our guest. So I had a, a presentation that I need to pull up. Oh, is our guest here? I'm sorry, I didn't see the guest. No, not yet. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me see if I could go to it. I had a, I had a presentation um that I kind of wanted to share. So presentation product placement. We looking for a sponsor, Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they got the funding. Listen, and all the coins that we supply to them, like it's the only right. Listen, yeah. I don't know here where the money resides. That's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like come on now, Chick Fil A, you know what's good for you. Yeah, we need some like gift cards, free sandwiches, or something. Yeah, we eat your sandwich <laughs> on the air. I ain't got no problem. Them nuggets, like, let's go. Oh, no. Mac and cheese. I have yet to try that. I heard you it tripping. You tripping. My grandma said, my grandma 
said it was good. Oh, well, then it's gotta be good. good. I've never had it either. You don't have to move past word the street just because it's not letting me share my screen. Hey, it's all good. I was doing it a couple of seconds ago. Um, let me let me try it this way and see what happens. Yeah, it will not let me show my screen. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with that um today. And I really I'm gonna try to work on this in the background, but I really want to do my presentation. I'm sorry about that. Um okay. well, we try to come back to you how we can get it, get it up and rolling. Right, right, right. So uh what what we got in, in the world of writers block then, and what we got going on? So this past weekend, um I was, uh, something struck me uh, and it made me want to. You got it? Okay. Nail's here. Oh, yeah? This is a perfect segue then. Look, okay, go ahead. Word. Yeah. Okay. So, I just wanted to let you know. Okay. So, um, basically, man. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> um, this weekend, I was. Um, trying to write something down, but I couldn't find a notebook nowhere. So I was just like, man, where's a notebook? You know, I just need a scrap of paper. You know what I mean? I can't find a notebook anywhere. So I go to my car and I uh, go to my trunk and I find this old journal that I had a long time ago. And then I started flipping through it and just seeing what I was writing during the times when I was journaling really like put me in a certain place um and it made me kind of look at things like you know um more of like uh organizing my emotions so today's segment i'm gonna talk about the benefits of journaling as far as like maintaining a healthy mental and it just overall being a positive outlet um one thing of bond doing research on journaling is uh not only is it good to record your memories and find self-expression is good for your actual health which i thought was crazy um but um so the number one thing that journaling helps does is it reduces stress um it's an overall abundance stress can be damaging to your physical um your mental and emotional health um and journaling is an incredible stress management tool a good for you habit um it also lowers blood pressure um it improves immune function believe it or not um expressive writing can strengthen your immunity and uh decrease your risk of illness so just by journaling you know just you know if you're feeling like you're overwhelmed try to put words to them emotions go back and read it and um you know you may feel uh more grounded as far as um you know how you're feeling at the time number three it keeps your memory sharp um, journaling help keeps your brain in tiptoe shape. Not only does it boost your memory and comprehension, it also increases working memory capacity. Um, the fourth one is it boosts your mood. Um, you want more sunshine in your life? Try journaling. A unique social and behavior outcome of journaling is this. It can improve your mood and give you greater sense of overall emotional well-being and happiness. And uh, number five, it strengthens your emotional functions um, related to your mood. So, you know, it has all kinds of uh, benefits, not only mentally, but from what I, on my research, physically as well. So it's just a good outlook to, you know, if you want to get into creative expression, you don't know how you want to get into creating, you want to, you know, you want to learn how to write. 
the best way to start is journaling. So um, right there, there's my writer's block uh, segment. And um, now that we have our guests on today, um, today we have a really talented artist. Um, he's an overall, like every artist in my opinion. Um, dope MC. Um, what else? Gene, it was your meme generator. You make memes, you make memes. <laughs> Tell him. Um, and he's Spider Man. A lot of people don't know he's Spider Man, but he's Spider Man. <laughs> We're going to talk about that later. Um, but uh, we're going to uh, play just a little something just to get y'all introduced to our, our guests. And then we're going to give a full introduction to them after we play the segment. So um, you want Miss Janet Langford? You got it set up? Can you all see the video? Yep. What did I do for this fire? I'm just tired. Why do I feel like I'm dead? I just been struggling mentally. Hoping that nobody mentions me. I just been feeling so anxious. Thoughts are becoming more dangerous. Now I gotta put a mask on. Had to pay for my peers around me. Now I don't even know what's wrong. Try to cope with my fears around me. I ain't seen my nephew about two years. About tired of this. Stress shakes from anxiety. Think I need to see a psychiatrist. Depression had me feeling stuck since my 10th birthday. And now I'm going nuts. First time I thought about death. I don't really want to say too much. I never learned how to socialize. Really, I don't like to talk to people. Your family, if you can empathize, only minds fighting off the evil. Post traumatic. All right, that's just that's just the tip right there. Um, so today we have guests, uh, Mel Crosby, everyone. Um, good morning. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> what you say? Say good morning. So good morning. Good morning. Everybody, this is Mel Crosby. Um, Mel, this is the team, the work squad, the fam. I'm gonna introduce everybody. Uh, this is Janet Langford. Uh, we got uh, supervisor Miss Dr. Dia Winfrey. Hey there. We have uh, OG <laughs> Ride or Die, Christopher Petway Latham. Oh. And we have Dorothea's Chambers, and you know why I am, Mel. Um, so uh, thank you. want to say thank you for uh, taking out your time to be in here. We're going to uh, pick your brain on a couple things as far as your creative process, how creativity has helped, um, helped you, um, and just the benefits of being creative um, for this uh, segment of the podcast. Um, by the way, happy mask, like that that's still my joint right there, fam. You want me to play sniffing of it because it's pulled up. <laughs> like I literally, I literally listen to that song regularly, like all the time. It's it's wow. it's, a, it's such a, a relatable song. And um when it came out, I was like, uh, you know, that's this is this is a really creative video. Um so I'm just want to thank you for putting that out because I was really I was really uh, impressed by that and everything. Um, you about to play it again? That's Happy Mass. We didn't do Happy Mass. We did do Happy Mass. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's still fire. So you know, uh, team, if y'all got any questions for Mel, feel free to you know just jump in. Uh, if y'all want to piggyback off. Some like a comment or a question, feel free, but we're gonna get right into it. But first off, Mel, um, 
did I miss anything as far as your creative outlets? Because you got so you got your hands in so many creative outlets. Did I miss anything as far as the introduction goes? I think you pretty much hit everything. That was really good. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> are you producing? I'm trying. I don't want to call myself a producer as of yet because I have not made a beat, but I, I'm trying to learn. <laughs> okay. Because I remember we was over at Earthlings Crib and we was doing uh, Ableton Class 101. And I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what Mel about to put out, you know? But um, so yeah. to kick off, I guess the first question would be um, how and how important is creative expression to you and how has it been a, has been a benefit to you? Uh, to me, as an artist, it's the most important thing because um, I feel like you're kind of robbing the people that like rock with your music and your art if you don't put some of yourself into it. Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like it's just really important if you don't if you don't put some of that self expression into it. To me, it's not art in the purest form, in my opinion. Okay, okay. So, so okay. So is does. Which creative express or creative outlet is more your or you gravitate towards more, or do you just like shift like one project to the next? Like if you can't write, you may switch over to maybe like making memes or maybe doing whatever you do. So like, what's the most important creative outlet that you have? Uh, it's definitely music right now. I kind of. Like you said, go back and forth sometimes. I'll like hyper focus on one. Like one day I might be like hyper focused on writing poetry as opposed to doing music. And it's more important to me that day, but mainly right now is music. Music. Okay. That's cool. That's I had a cool. question kind of going off of what you were saying about, you know, expression and everything. Um, and I'm an artist myself. And I, I was, do you ever struggle with knowing? Uh, how much to say, like how much to put out, how open to get in music, you know, should I put this there or should I keep it, you know, not release this just yet? How do you deal with that? Or do you? I, I definitely do. Uh, when I first started, I really struggled with like how much of myself do I put out there? Because I'm, I'm kind of a private person and like I don't really want everyone to know everything about like, you know, from a song or anything. But like as I went, like the easier it got to put more of myself into the music, which is which is now if you listen to like any of my recent stuff, like it's it's all like all of it's like stuff that's happened to me like in my life. It's all like <laughs> like I'm having a conversation with. The new album's fire too, by the way. Y'all go y'all go uh, run them streams up on the Iris the Iris album by uh, Mel Crosby. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, oh, I forgot to say you're a tea enthusiast too, bro. Wow, I forgot to. <laughs> <laughs> Like you inspired yes, me to I start drinking tea. tea. You inspired me to start drinking tea again. Like for real. <laughs> like, Nerd, like, that's for real. dope. I kind of put the coffee down for the tea, bro. Um question. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Um, I just wanted to know like where did your um where did your creative journey like where did it be where did it begin? Um was it a, a you know a childhood memory or an influencer? Like where did it actually start for you? Okay, so funny story. I've growing up, I was never really like 
I never thought I would get into like like uh like writing music or like being a, a musical artist. Uh and I'm not sure how long you've been in Birmingham, but we had like a really big blizzard in like 2014. And like everybody was like stuck indoors for like the first time in like forever. So like I was on Instagram and they had Instagram video that was new at the time. And one of my friends had put a rap on there. He was rapping over like a little Wayne beat. And I thought it was really cool because I'd never heard that friend rap before. And um, one of my other friends that had heard it and saw it, he was like, hey, you might want to listen back to that because I think he's like dissing you on that song. And so I listened back to it and I heard the lyrics and they're like, all of them were like specifically aimed at me, but they were like subliminal. And like, I started to write like a verse back and like I made a video back like the next week. And like, it was kind of like a bug. Like, I guess the first time I'd ever written anything, first time I'd ever did anything over like a beat. And it just awoken something within me. And like from there, I've just been, I've just been going. Wait, so you started rapping over Instagram beef? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so my first ever verse right, was during a, a blizzard. <laughs> during a blitz, during snowpocalypse. You uh, yes. <laughs> yo, that's what's up though. I feel that. Okay, cool. Now you said you wrote poetry too, right? Yes. When did you start writing poetry, or did did poetry become a part of your creative uh, repertoire when you started rapping? Did you start rapping then writing poetry or did you start writing poetry? Because I started writing poetry um, when I first started. That was my first love was poetry. And then it transcended to me writing raps and um, all that. So did you start writing poetry first or did you start doing music first? It was definitely music for me first. Uh, mm -hmm. Poetry came like two years ago. Which uh, a close friend of mine uh, named Day, uh, she's like really into poetry. She's a really good poet, and she like would share poems with me all the time. And then one day she was like, "You should, you should try. Like you write music. Like it's essentially the same thing. It's not over a beat." And so mm -hmm. like I tried it. I was in like a really, really emotional place like the day that I tried it, and it was like a three-page poem that I wrote. <laughs> it was just like pretty much me pouring my feelings out. Word, word. Have you performed any? I know you've probably done some performances of. Poetry, right? Yes, I did one uh, last year in like February, and it was like right before everything shut down. <laughs> that's man, all I had a chance. Right? I, I can't wait to uh, shows start happening again, man. Like, I miss that. I miss being in that uh, that environment and around that energy. Um, it's almost got to a point where, and that's why when uh, Irish came out, I was just so like, I was just like, wow, like here I am still trying to process things. And like, here you come putting out this dope album. And it was just like, yo, like even you can find, it just made me look deeper because I'm like, did you write that during the pandemic or did you have that already secured before you released it? Oh no, I wrote it. Um, Cause the way the way I write music is kind of weird. Like I can only write in the studio session that I'm at. Like mm -hmm. I can't write at home or like anywhere else. Really? So like oh. everything, everything that we recorded for because Iris was uh, released in October. Mm -hmm. All of it was written essentially in like two weeks. Really? Yeah. Wow. You must have been in the studio then. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, because I record with a friend of mine named Richard Daniel, who's also a really dope artist. I know he was shout tired of me. Out, I was at his Daniel. house like every week. 
That's crazy. Did he produce the whole album, or did he just did he uh, just do certain songs? Is that all his production? He produced the entire album, and every like he he made new beats for the album. Like mm -hmm. every day he made the beat, I wrote the verse to. We made the song. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. So, I guess to transition in the next question, since we're talking about the pandemic and COVID. So like, how has COVID and the pandemic affected your creativity? Uh, I don't really know right now, cause I definitely wrote Iris in a pandemic state of mind. Mm. And to me it went well, but now I can't tell if I'm in like that, that mode that uh, like that mode after you release something where there's kind of like a writer's block the kind of feel or if it's make, making me have writer's block, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure I know, like it might be a combination of both. Because I know whenever I and Dr. D, you can chime in on this and put your two cents in if you feel the same way, but a lot of times the way that I work as far as writing is like I look at it or like creativity as a vessel and when the vessel is full, that's when you put out everything out and then it slowly empties and you have to fill it back up again. So like for me, it's like, as soon as I'm done with a project, I go into this, I don't know if it's like a depressive mode or if it's just like a mode of relief, like it's over, like I can release it now. Yeah. Or it could be just like, okay, that's done because I feel like as an artist, when you release something to the world, people are like, oh, you heard that new blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, yeah, it's new. But to the artist, it's like, man, those songs are like a year and a half old and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do next. And I feel like, um, you know, during this whole pandemic, at least for me, it's been more about processing things. Um, just taking in everything. Um, collecting data, analyzing the data, trying to order it, put it in a structure or whatever. But for me, the way that I get inspired is I have to connect with people. Uh, it could just be one-on-one, -on -one, but I have to get out. I have to like experience things to write about things. But during the pandemic, I've just been at a standstill just trying to process yeah. stuff. And I was just wondering from a creative mindset, have you have you dealt with that? Is that something that 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 um, has been, I don't know, just like, uh, I guess, something that's in the forefront of what you're dealing with? I would I would definitely say so. Because um, my previous project, Diplopia, after I put that out, I kind of went into like a writer's block kind of mode, like a depressive mode. And I, what I had realized was I hadn't really like, lived enough life or like lived more life that I could write about mm. like put it in music form and that's kind of what I'm feeling now with Iris with the pandemic because you can't really go outside and like live mm. life and you know do things that you can write about mm. yeah okay D um, had a question would you say something D oh yeah I was um wanted to ask like who what artists or or public figures or anybody that inspires you or who inspired you 
like who do you listen to like uh definitely kid cuddy kid cuddy was the person that really inspired everything about me um he's the first artist that i listened to where like i felt like he was putting his actual life into the music and like letting the listener know like hey i'm going through this if you're going through this you're not alone like to me that it, it just it just really spoke to me and that's like the message i want to get out with my music that the listener is not alone mm. and i think that's what's good about you males that like um and i think what's cool is like your to me your music is very relatable um there's a lot of things that you say and get it like i feel like one thing is that you go inward. Um, you're able to express how you're feeling very clear um, in a way that's like, man, I felt that way before. I'm not the only one that feels that way. Okay, cool. Um, so that's one thing that I, I, cause like, I think a lot of artists deal more towards reactionary or like they, you know, it's more from an observant perspective. Um, but I just like how you go inward and I like how you're able to, um, you know, just like you said, let the listener know that they're not alone. And um, I think that's very important as an artist is to be relatable um, with your music and with your art. And um, I think that's really dope. Um, so after that, Ian, if you don't mind. Wait, 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 what did you say? I actually want to piggyback off that if you didn't mind. Okay. When I was listening to your um, Happy Mask, I think yes. Um, I noticed that you were you were saying that you're not really sociable, um, and it just gave me this sense of like you said, just real relatable and how people actually wear masks. We were wearing masks before we actually had to wear masks. Uh, like now we're in a state where we have to wear masks and recognizing that people wear these so many masks in their everyday life, trying to be people that, you know, everybody thinks they want them to be. And I felt like you were just really, like you said, putting yourself in your music and you were owning your truth by saying, you know, I'm not sociable. Um, I don't really know how to talk to people. Like, and you know, like, oh, okay. So social distancing and all this stuff was a thing before it was a thing, you know? So I kind of, that's, that's what kind of sense I got when I was right. listening to it. So, I mean, if that made any sense, I'm sure it made sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and I just feel like your music oh, yeah. very, I've been in a pandemic for my whole life. And that's what I got from you, but I like the fact that you were able to put words to feelings, if that makes sense. Because a lot of times people don't know how to express themselves. So recognizing that, you know, you're not a social person, you don't like people, you know, you've been in a pandemic your whole life. It makes more sense to me and makes more sense to probably a lot of people and saying, okay, I'm not alone in this, like you just were saying. So I kind of, I, I feel it. I also like the uh, visual <clears throat> in the video with uh, LJ and uh, Richard Daniel being all happy and stuff like that. And you're just like at a standstill, just like with a stare. And I'm like, yo, I felt that before. Like, I know <laughs> that. I know that feeling. So, like, I was, yeah, I, I saw that too. And I was going to ask you, like, what inspired that? Like, what was the message behind just everything kind of moving around you? And are you just like here? You're not existing. Like, what was the, you know, the message behind that? Uh, how that started was actually because um, before I did music, I used to do like skits with like a YouTube group. 
And like one of the ideas for a skit that we we're going to do that never, it just never came to life. Uh, it was, it was going to be called mask and it was going to be like from the perspective of like an office worker who like has a mask on all day and he has like different expressions, like, written on this mask like you'd be happy they'd be laughing certain parts of the day then when the office worker comes home and takes his mask off like his face is like really like wrinkled and like sad and like he's just really depressed and he gets up the next day and puts it right back on so we just kind of because uh, the videographer from that youtube uh film the um like a lot of my music videos and he just gave me he just gave me permission to use that for the happy mask video Dope. So, how have you found ways to stay creative, Mel? Uh, really just not putting too much like thought into whatever I'm trying to do because I realize like whenever I think about something too much, like it starts to become a job instead of like art. Mm -hmm. So, whenever I get in that, like, oh, I have to do this, like, this has to come out a certain way, like, then it becomes something that I don't end up liking or it just won't even, you know, come out. So, I just try not to put too much thought and just be as be as an emotional as I can. Okay. Um, that's so dope. That's so dope. <laughs> but, and I'm saying that because it's really hard to do. Uh, you know, just to be open and to be vulnerable, it, it is like, and it has you know, so much to do with your, like, creativity. So the fact that you're able to acknowledge that as an artist, I applaud you. <laughs> I also, I also be piggybacking off Janet, uh, Mel, so, like, Janet's LJ's cousin. So, uh... Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't know that till today. <laughs> just That's like, dope. I know, right? Shout um, out to LJ. Yeah. Make sure you tell LJ. Shout out to LJ. Um, so I, I shout out all the homies once I mention them. Um, so look, um, vulnerability, like you said, Janet. Um, I think that's important as an artist um, because I think, in a sense, vulnerability is power. And the mm -hmm. fact that you know you have to let your guard down to experience things, you have to let your guard down to learn from things. Um, and I think that a lot of people look at vulnerability as oh, they're they're being weak or they're being um, they're not strong enough or like you know what I'm saying. But in actuality, they could just be processing things or they could just be you know learning a lesson at that time. So I definitely. Uh, Think that uh, being vulnerable is very, very uh, important at, uh, at being a creative. Really, um, you can't always have yourself like, you know, have your guard up with things because you're not letting anything in. Um, so yeah, I think that's very, very important. But um, my next question is, what's what is what's the favorite song you've written? What's your favorite song you've written and why? Uh, actually, off of my most recent project, uh, Iris, my favorite song I've ever written is called Dahlia. Mm. And we, that's also the fastest I've ever written a song. Uh, really? So, like, uh, the beat, uh, Richard had, like, kind of halfway made the beat, and we were on our way back from, like, a video shoot from one of our friends in Huntsville. 
and he was just playing the beat through like in the car speaker. And it was like, it was halfway done. And he was like, here's just some stuff I'm working on. I'm like, no, we have to go to your house and record this right now. Like, <laughs> this is this really Stop working on it. This is it. <laughs> so we immediately went to his house. I wrote the record in like, I want to say like 20 minutes. Mm. I don't like something about the beat and like how dark it is and like just the mood I was in at that moment. Like, mm. it's like, I'm truthful on all, like all my songs, but that's like the most vulnerable and like truthful I think I've ever done. I feel that. Okay. Is all the songs named after flowers on your new album? I was going to do that. And then the more I sat on it, the more I felt like that would kind of be lame, like in long term. Like, <laughs> since. So yeah. I decided against that, but some of them are, yeah. Yeah. Word. Okay. So what's the toughest song you wrote and why? Toughest song. That's a good question. Um, I would probably say um, I have a song called Wait For You. And it's like the poppiest song I've ever made. And it's not really like a genre I've really touched. And mm -hmm. like I come from like like listening to like a like to a bunch of nineties rap. So like I I have the mindset of like writing like a battle rapper sometimes. So I do like, too. <laughs> it's usually it is usually like bars when I write and then I have to like make it less bars to make it more digestible. But with a song like that, you can't do that because you want you want people to just like listen to it and not really think when they're listening. So that was yeah. like the toughest like time I've ever had like writing a song because it was supposed to be like a feel good song. What's crazy is when you said, um, you know, sometimes you approach songs as like battle rappers. Like I totally relate to that as far as like, you know, when when I first started doing hip hop music, like I just wanted to get barred out on every verse. Like I'm just like exactly. bars, 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 <laughs> bars. That's all that matters is bars. But as I got older and after I released my first record, right after after Pen Pals released our second EP, we was kind of like, okay, they know we can rap, but now what are we talking about? And then exactly. it became something like, okay, now we have to put substance into it. Now we have to put a narrative into it. It's like you can go bar for bar with whoever you want, but if you're not really saying anything, you're just rhyming words together for the most part. Right. So I definitely feel you on the whole battle rap thing because that was my whole mentality was like, yo, I don't care. Any MC step up bars. That's all they gonna get is bars. But um, I had to grow out of that. And I think that comes a lot with uh, just maturity as an artist and growth as an artist. Um, but so, yeah. And, um, now it's just like, if you want to grow, you got to have something that you're talking about or something that people can relate to you in your music other than like, oh yeah, they rap really well, but they ain't really saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what motivates you to do what you do? No! No! Oh, man. No! That thing was popping. I, I know. I feel like. Oh. I hope he come back. He come back. That was real. 
I the visual I got when you that there you go. Just okay. now was uh Lil Wayne when you was like somebody that could rap, that could, could they got bars, but I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Lil Wayne got bars. Moving, but he ain't saying nothing. <laughs> he ain't saying nothing. He don't be talking about nothing, but that man, that wordplay. That word might be vicious. <laughs> yeah. That's how it used to be, Mr. D. Like, it was, it was just like bars. All we want to hear is bars. Bars. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. Mel's back. So what, what motivates you? <laughs> um, That's a great question. Um, Just life in general. Like, I just like the feeling of, of like, living life and being able to put it in music form later on. Hmm. That's real. That's a good. The more, good the more I can do that, the better I feel. That's a real good answer. That's a real good answer. Um, okay. And how does mental health play a role in your creative process or how you create? It's a it's a really big part of my life. So, like, it's the it's the main like viewpoint of it now. Um, Especially now that I've like actually gone to like see a psychiatrist and like, therapy and whatnot, so like for me to be able to like let someone know like if they're if they're going through like certain things like with mental health, like there's music here that you can listen to and like you feel like someone else is there that's also going through. Because I know in like the black community, like that's not really like a normal thing mm -hmm. for like us to like, go to therapy and like you know seek help for you know your mental but yeah i wanted to be as normal as possible mm, yeah and um I, do you feel that like at least for me um whenever i'm trying to create it is my therapy like i'm not doing it like it's cool if like it's cool if like you know people buy my record, but what I'm aiming for is for someone to hit me up or tap me on my shoulder after I perform, and be like, "Yo, like I really enjoyed your set," or like, "Yo, that song really moved me or really touched me." Like to me, that's the biggest reward than anything. If I can reach one person, you know, my job is done pretty much. So, right to me, it's more of. I look at music and I was talking to another friend of mine who was saying how he was like, he's a really dope artist. But he was like, man, like creating to me is like a chore now. He was like, I have to do it every day. It's just something that's that it started off being something, you know, I do it every now and then. But now it's like an everyday thing, whether if I'm like writing a word down or if I'm writing like a sentence or like anything, like I have to do it every day. So he was like, nowadays it's not even like, he didn't, he didn't say it in these words. He didn't say like, it's not fun, but he was like saying it's more of a chore that he has to do. And I was just like, I mean, if it works for you, but for me, I can't force myself to be creative. I have to, kind of feel that creativity kind of bubbling up and I have to like release it because it's like a, a catharsis pretty much. And um, to me, that's the therapeutic element of creating is just being able to, you know, put words to your emotions, uh, put words to, um, you know, translate what you're observing pretty much. Um, basically being a midwife to reality. 
being able to sort through, you know, everything that's going on and able to actually turn, turn a blank canvas into something that is, um, that just wasn't there before. I kind of look at it like writing in a notepad or writing rhymes is like, I can't draw at all. And I'm very envious of my friends who can draw. Not envious, but I'm just like, man, I just, I just feel like drawing is just a natural talent to actually look at something and draw it, or even just draw it from like straight memory. So like for me, writing is my way of drawing or writing is my way of like painting a picture for you. So like, that's my therapy and that's the fun in it for me is just trying to figure out, you know, the connections to everything. And um, yeah. Um, and mental health definitely plays a huge part in that because, like I said, I can't force myself to be creative. If I do force myself to be creative, I think it's whack. If I think it's whack, you know, I'm not going to like it. And I'm just going to be like, yo, this is. And then if I play it for someone, someone's like, oh, that's dope. I'm like, no, you're lying. Like, it's not dope. I can do a lot better. So it's just like I have to be in that mentality you know, like even being putting myself in a situation where I'm open for something to happen, but not necessarily expecting it to happen plays a huge role in my creative process. So, yeah. Um, what, um, so if you could collab with any artist, who would it be? Uh, off top, Kate Cuddy. Definitely Kate Cuddy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speak that into existence. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Manifest this, bro. I'm telling you. Speak that thing. Speak that thing. (laughs) Well, look. The the next question we got is: Can we? Uh, can can Community Well New Norm Podcast call on Mel Crosby again to collab with us and and work with us on some projects that we want to bring to the community? Oh, you can you call me anytime. Y'all are dope. For sure, yes, because we we uh, you know, the things you're talking about and the message that we're that you're bringing is what we kind of feel like is the disconnect, particularly with the black community, because there are so many issues that disproportionately affect us, but we are the last to get the help that we need, and sometimes it's just you know normalizing things, making things digestible to people, and I think that artistry, um, through just your, your energy that you bring that. And, um, and at this critical time of where we are just in human development, we need that more than ever. Like this is our time, you know, creatives, uh, people that are empaths, people that are sensitive to the concerns of other people. This is our time to really shine and bring this light. And so I know I speak for the whole team when we like, man, the vibe that, that we definitely need uh, moving forward into one with some of these projects we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we'll definitely salute to you, Ian, for, uh, for putting us on the mail and um, everything. So, um, as we're wrapping up, uh, what do you want to tell us about what, what message you want to leave the people with? You give us your, uh, you know, your, your social media handles and where everybody can get your music and everything. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere at uh, just Mel Crosby. Crosby spelled with a Z. Uh, Instagram, Mel X Crosby. 
Facebook, Mel Crosby. I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. Oh, you can follow me there if you want. <laughs> so that's where you can get me. My music is just at, just search Mel Crosby on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, wherever you listen to music. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, y'all, y'all seen him. You know, Mel came through. He a real one. So, you know, definitely support his work. Everybody watching, you know, get into that music, share the music. The, the thing about, about music and, and hip hop, it definitely is something that, you know, we, we pass it on. It's like an oral history. You, you hear a dope artist and then you tell somebody else and that's how it spreads. And it's enough fakeness in the world. Let's, let's shine light on realness. For yeah. sure. Yeah, so we appreciate you, man. We do. This is dope. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mel, for uh, taking out the time. And uh, uh, when this pandemic is over and it's safe to go outside, let's link up and record some, man. I'm going to let y'all know. I, when I pop up at the yo, like no. when I pull up at the stool with my notebook, look. Also, also, we got to do that collab. <laughs> we got to do that collab with Stay at Home Mafia Mail. That's coming up too, bro. So, uh, uh, y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, um, I can't wait to it's safe to go outside so we can all just like get together, you know, and just, just vibe. Yeah, same, same. Bring the whole crew next time we link. Bring the whole crew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Word. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much again, brother. I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a blessed day. And I hope you have, uh, uh, I hope you get some sunshine, brother. Um, the sun's out, you know. Got to rub it all on you, you know. Feel good. Same to you guys. Thank you for having me. All right. Later. Bye, man. All right, later. Later. all right, y'all. That was dope. Yeah, that was good. Y'all yeah. were just talking like homeboys, like, yeah, they, what? They, 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 I know. I know. Look, can I bust a rod? Can I bust a rod? Yeah. Well, it better not be whack. It can't be whack, though, because if it's whack, we're going to tell you it's whack. Let, yeah. let me put my rhyme and words down. See what <laughs> you come up with. <laughs> that was so crazy. You was really like dropping gems. Um, I'm sorry with the video. The first, I thought it was the other video that you had sent me. Um. And I thought that's the clip that I had played. And then when you were talking about Happy Mass, I thought we, you know, so mm -hmm. I talked about that. But I thought that was just crazy because, like, you um, you mentioned something, or I think the both you all, when you was just like how counseling, there's a disconnect with just like counseling and therapy when it comes down to, you know, our community. But the, the one thing that we connect the most with is music and mm -hmm. artistry, not just you know art um you know fashion um and even like broadcast creating content that honestly that when you look at like the harlem renaissance that that era you know was just for a reason because we're naturally gifted you know mm -hmm. the thing that really you know highlights us as a people and is our therapy is the same thing that in a sense now we're like from. 
You know, so just what he was speaking on, the both of you I was speaking on, I was like, see, we got we got to interview Ian next now. Like, now I'm wondering. Right. I mean, y'all can. I mean, after, uh, what's it? What's the, uh, the, we can do last Tuesday in February. We, yeah, we should. And you hit on something, Janet. There was uh, someone that went through, uh, I do my, uh, my consulting and my trainings and stuff. And it was somebody I was that with and they told me it was either um some research that was done or it was something they were speaking on along the lines of the importance of create creativity with uh black people uh, especially you know just people of african descent and how it's not like just entertainment for us like we literally need to be expressive i mean it's how we are able to function and how we're able to um, make sense of stuff. Make sense of stuff and deal with stressors. And when well, you think, and they were alluding to like how art out of school. They took music and art class out of school, and then that's when you saw a lot of things that went downhill for decline. you. Yeah. Yes, started declining because you took out something that was essential to our functioning. Like that is how we function, and like you said, make sense of the world and get through stressors, and, and so. Um, there is power in music, clearly. Well, to build off what you said, Ms. Adia, so I don't know if y'all know who Earl Sweatshirt is, but um, someone was, he was doing like a talk and he was, he was taking questions from the audience. And basically the, uh, the guy asked the question because, or the question was, it was based in this theory of, of uh, Afro-pessimism, quote, and uh, basically um, he was saying that because of Afro-pessimism, which states that like blackness is illegible, so there is no need for black people to strive to be legible because the world will always see us as illegible and he was basically asking Earl, you know, in his music, is that the type of approach that he takes? Because a lot of his, a lot of his songs can be like all over the place. And Earl responded with like, uh, rap music is modern day slave music. So if he was saying in slavery times, you know, the way slaves would communicate was through song so that mm -hmm slave masters can understand what they were saying. And basically Earl was like, if I know the code to, to, the, uh, to the song, I can teach it to you. So basically he was saying, um, you know, a lot of the stuff, even though it may seem kind of disconnected, there's a reason and there's a lot of thought and process that goes into what is being said and that that kind of touched me in a way because like, you know, there's a lot that goes into, it's not just about writing. There's a lot of thought, there's a lot of feeling, there's a lot of emotion that goes into just writing a 16 bar. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it is therapy. It is a way for us to make sense of stuff. It is a way of us to convey our emotions, how we feel. It's a connector, you know, and it's also a universal language. Like hip hop is everywhere. It is literally 
everywhere. So um, it's I think um, artistry is very, very important when it comes to um, your mental health. And it's very important coming to express yourself because if you don't express yourself, you know, that could that could lead to a to more issues. You know, some people don't know how to express themselves well, which is why you see so much negative stuff going on. If they can figure out a way to channel those emotions, you know, they probably be able or well equipped to deal with certain things in life. So that's kind of my perspective of how I address um, the creative expression as far as like positivity. Um, you know, just like having a good mental, you know, um, it's needed, you know, um, especially in these times. So, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, today, look, this is gonna be our first uh, part one and part two of the new norm podcast because this thing was spicy. <laughs> look, we needed this, so but honestly, oh. So, it's just so much going on because it's, I know that, you know, there's other segments that we're going to get into some of the things that have occurred um, since our last podcast. So we're just a lot um, to cover. But uh, but I will say that, you know, I feel like I gained a lot out of today and I hope our audience did as well, because, you know, these are real conversations that uh, that we need to have. So, yeah. Yep. That's real. That's real. So, do we? Uh, how we gonna wrap up our first? Uh, I was about to say, you know, you supposed to say, you know, you supposed to say your line. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank y'all for checking out the New Norm Podcast <laughs> on the Elite House Community Wellness Channel, where community meets wellness. Y'all follow us on all our socials at AH Community Wellness. Be good, y'all. Be be well. Um, you know, you see us scrolling at the bottom, Facebook and IG at AH Community Wellness. Make sure you're following us, share our content. You know, Please. tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that you will never find more live or podcast than this. And look how cute everybody looks today. <laughs> everybody show out. Thank you. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You got the cardigan yeah. on. Yeah, I said Jesus Mitchell's with his yeah, head around his headgear. I'm shy, honey. I'm shy.